Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is such a joy and pleasure to share the word of God with you once again. So August 1st, which is a Sunday, we'll have a service. So 8 a.m. we have Tamil service and followed which uh, 1030 we have the English service. Uh, August 1st. But you have to um, just WhatsApp us. How I many of you are coming so that, you know, uh, with all the protocols and everything that we have to follow, we have to arrange accordingly. I'm looking forward to see you in person August 1st Sunday. Okay. So that's the announcement. And uh, we've been seeing on the subject of fear. Um, it's really funny, this topic of fear, right? Uh, it is connected in so many areas. We have fear of cockroaches and we have uh, fear of lizards. Uh, in our houses, there are two, three dinosaurs living. In the name called lizards, right? <laughs> so, mm, when you switch off the light and everything, and then all of a sudden you want to drink some water and you come out, these dinosaurs are out. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy if they crawl over your leg. My goodness. Even while saying it, some of you are shivering, imagining <laughs> the scenario. So fear of cockroaches, fear of lizards, and uh, my mom has a strange fear of chickens. If you talk to her about chicken, hen, all those things, she'll have a nightmare that night. Uh, so different people have different sorts of fear and it is so common appearing in so many different forms, fear. We think fear is normal and we think we have to accommodate it. Uh, no, fear has to be dealt with in all its form. Um, okay, these, these fears have its own crippling effect, right? Fear of darkness, you cannot... Uh, sleep in the night without any lights, you know. So any form of fear has some form of limitations, right? The more and more you accommodate fear, the more and more your life is crippled. Your, the more and more you, you accommodate fear, tolerate fear, you are in some form of bondage. Uh, these are fear about external things. There are a lot of fear internally that we accommodate. For example, talk about fear of failure. That is something huge. A lot of people have fear of failure. So they don't want to take any risk. You know, um, they don't want to. They might have an innovative idea. 
but they don't want to venture out because of fear of failure. They might have a good song, but they don't want to put it out because of fear of uh, rejection. Fear of rejection is a huge thing. Fear of rejection. People might reject us. What might people say? What might people say about my song? What about, what about people? What might people say about this? Uh, fear of failure, fear of rejection. Connected with that is fear of loneliness. Yeah. Fear of uncertainty. Fear of being judged. Mm. Then, yeah, fear of change. So, this is, these are all, this is so intricately open in how we operate that we think this is part of life. Fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of loneliness, fear of uncertainty, fear of being judged, fear of change. You know, you, you have to move to a new city, have to make new friends, but you're not able to do that because of fear of change. Right? Fear of uncertainty, especially during this covid you're not certain about anything. Mm. So fear of being judged. So all these kind of fear, what it does is, you know, it cripples your life. It, it strangles you. It suffocates you. And... These things are not dealt by rebuking it. For example, you're having fear of loneliness. You can't rebuke it. Right? You can't rebuke it. You have the fear of being judged. You, can you cannot rebuke it. I rebuke this fear of being judged. No. Because this is your heart trying to tell you something. I want you to understand something, right? Last week I said something really powerful. I don't know how many of you got it. I want you to listen last week's sermon a couple of times more, right? Should we fear God in the, the title? Uh, there I told you, when you put it in the good, bad emotion, good, bad container, you shut things down. And you judge yourself, thinking you have done something wrong. So as a result, the moment you start judging based on conscience, so when you have your conscience active, right? Your judge looks like a demon. Okay. Uh, when your conscience is active, uh, what happens? You start shutting down. You start numbing your pain. You start denying it. You, you, you keep distracting yourself. 
let's talk about um fear of rejection when when you're operating from the fear of rejection you will hardly have friends you will not have friends at all because if i get close to someone what if they reject me what if they become friends with somebody else or oh, can't take it so how do you tell yourself the story oh i don't need people in my life so that's how you you deal with fear of rejection i don't need people i can do it without people in my life but what's your deepest deepest need your deepest need is people your deepest need is relationship but that's where your greatest pain is since that's where your greatest pain is you don't want to face it and you know become vulnerable and build relationship therefore you run this narrative long enough in your life and say i don't need people i don't need people so even when when people get close when you are when you are having acute fear of rejection you would you know hit at people through your words through your sarcasm sarcasm and you might hurt people uh first you know you will take the first step in hurting them thinking that they're going to hurt you <laughs> are you get are, are you understanding what i'm saying that's what fear of rejection does fear of loneliness what does fear of loneliness does you you cannot be alone right if you are all by yourself then you start feeling lonely and uh, so so you start having a lot of people around you uh but at the same time you still feel lonely data shows people who are hanging out with people are lonelier than people who are alone the loneliness the sense of lonely feeling that you have when you are in a group is more devastating so what do you try to do you try to fit in because of the fear of loneliness you want to fit in you want to fit into the club you want to fit into the your friends you know your little clique that you have you want to uh, church you want to fit into your church so you want to dress like them whatever group you are trying to fit into in this lose in this process of fitting in you will lose yourself you will lose your identity so you see a church they might all they all might dress in the same way they all might speak the same language so you try to fit in you try to dress like them you try to try to talk like them same thing with club same thing with friends in in the in the classroom it plays out like the back back, back benches 
right? You want to fit in and you think they're the super cool gang. <laughs> and you also want to walk with them and, you know, make fun of them, make fun of uh, the others and feel good about yourself. All these sorts of things is fitting in, which is a cheap, cheap, cheap counterfeit for sense of belonging. Sense of belonging is the solution for the fear of loneliness. True sense of belonging. But true sense of belonging, how does that work? It is the opposite of fitting in. You have to find your identity. You need to know who you are all by yourself. And you need to present. You need to be present. You need to show yourself. You need to be seen. See, what did, this is why, you know, if you have followed us on the foundation series, if you haven't, you know, I would really encourage you to go and listen to the foundation series. Time to time, you should keep listening to the foundation series, right? There are 10 messages. In that truth of all truths, we talk about the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. See, Father is Father, the Son is Son, the Holy Spirit is Holy Spirit. There are a lot of confusion out there with Trinity trying to prove that Father is the Son and Son is the Spirit and they are all just one person appearing in three different forms. That's not biblical. That's not right. Uh, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, three person, one being, okay? Uh, but that's not the topic for the day. You can go and l listen to the foundation series for more, more on that. What I'm saying is, son is not trying to fit in in the Trinity. But son has a true sense of belonging. I belong to my father. I belong to my father. There is this true sense of belonging. Because he knows who he is and whose he is. How is that happening? Because the, the father knows the son and the son knows the father in the blessed fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So the key word is know, right? Yada is to intimately know someone. Intimately know someone. When you're fitting in, you're trying to change everything about you and nobody can know you because they are just experiencing the facade that you're putting out there. I'm helping your life. Don't turn, turn off, right? Just because it is bringing up a lot of emotions when you're listening to these things. You cannot know in a fitting in relationship. So to know, you have to be seen. You should allow people to see you, see your heart. You have to live from your heart. 
you should know you should be in touch with your you know relationship uh you should uh, you should be in touch with your heart you should be in touch with your heart if you're not in touch with your heart then it becomes very difficult to see we are designed to know and to be known to see and to be seen so this is our primary need our need for connection need for connection and sense of belonging at the end of the day this is what really matters when you have real solid connections with whom you can be absolutely real they can see you they can know you and in this all other fears are addressed right when you are having fear of being judged this will never happen this can never happen so shame and guilt every form of fear that i had mentioned earlier right all these fear of rejection loneliness fear of being changed uh, being judged and all these things all these fear will not allow you to be seen or to be known so what do you do you armor up fig leaves the armor can be different things it can be different things anger can be an armor sarcasm can be an armor that you're using uh perfectionism can be an armor performance can be an armor so that you you're not seen you you are a high performer you want to achieve you cannot lose and you drive everyone crazy around you with your perfectionist standard because there is a fear of rejection there is a fear of being judged fear of not being good enough my goodness that's a huge thing fear of not being good enough so we armor up whenever somebody is making you feel that you're not good enough you hit them hard with anger are you guys following what i'm saying see we have all got it wrong when peter chopped the ear of a roman soldier is it a brave thing what do you think is it a brave thing to do you know assaulting a roman soldier means death penalty right in today's context it's like shooting a police officer is it a brave thing to do yeah 
you can imagine the scene you know they're coming they're looking at Jesus Jesus is about to surrender Peter takes this knife out of his pocket and goes like whoa and slices the ear of the roman soldier is it a brave thing to do what's your answer if your answer is yes that's a brave thing to do then you've got the got it wrong that is the utmost what is it uh that's the perfect example of fear when you're operating under fear you would do that you would lose control you won't even know what you're doing that might be hailed as bravery and courage but it's not paul when he was saul he was killing everyone right killing christians why was it because he was brave that he was killing everyone he was so scared of this little group that was multiplying crazy because if that is true then his entire years of service in religion is nothing if jesus is the true messiah and he did go to the cross and if god did raise him from the dead as a stamp of approval that he is the messiah then whole my idea of how messiah and kingdom works and everything works and i had laid down my life studying at the feet of gamaliel and trying to defend all my life goes for a waste all so i'm so scared that it cannot be possible you know i cannot be so wrong i cannot be so wrong so i have to attack this group and destroy them that's absolute fear it's not brave thing to kill people today we might say that guy you know is just goes and slices people's throat and just walks he doesn't have any fear my goodness no that guy is fear personified in our culture we have wrong definitions of of brave and courage what is to be brave what is to be courageous to know and to be known to see and to be seen this is bravery this is courage are you see you have drawn something and it takes courage right to show it to somebody because how do you defend courage courage is showing up fully to be seen where you cannot control the outcome
it is you showing up fully in a relationship in your work anything you sh- in your parenting anything anything you take anything you presenting yourself fully and you being available you fully knowing especially you cannot control the outcome so you're making yourself vulnerable so vulnerability is not is is neither winning nor losing okay vulnerability is exactly this is showing up fully where you cannot control the outcome you loving someone where you cannot control the outcome that is courage so when you cannot control the outcome when that the other person starts rejecting you and you start shutting down you're not being brave because you are you're being powerless right now because you're setting the other person the you're allowing the other person to set the agenda oh that person said this that's why i'm like this that person said this you know if you've listened to our powerless powerful teaching you will understand what we are saying even the word power right is greatly misunderstood greatly greatly misunderstood we think powerful people control others no 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 it's the opposite powerless people control others so god not controlling adam in the garden okay so he puts a tree and says do not eat if you eat of it you shall surely die so when adam and eve goes right to the tree if god is filled with fear he would have ran into the garden shouting stop do not eat no he would have ran because fear my goodness i have such a huge dream for you you're going to mess everything up stop so out of fear we tend to control we tend to manipulate we punish so are you trying to control people around you or are you trying to manipulate people around you or are you trying to punish people around you that means there is some fear that you're operating out of and and we have seen leaders do all the time in churches in organizations everywhere leaders trying to control others manipulate others punish others do not watch this video do not watch there do not watch that sermon don't go for other meetings anybody who talks bad call them and shut them down and say threaten them and say i'm going to expose you we i know about you i'm going to expose this thing why because there is deep fear fear of losing control no that is that is powerless leadership powerful people don't control others 
powerful people, they, they just control themselves. All you have is your heart in your hand. So you show up. So Jesus shows up. God shows up in the garden. Right? God shows up in the garden. Adam, where are you? Did you eat of the tree that I said not to eat? God is showing up fully. He's not mad. He's not shouting. Showing up fully. When you cannot control the outcome. That is being vulnerable. That is being courageous. That is being powerful. For many of you, you don't, you're not even, a, even able to understand what I'm speaking. It is so confusing. I'm challenging the basic outlook of how you look at things. So Jesus standing there and saying, okay, he did not surrender because he was powerless. He surrendered because he was powerful. Look at Peter's life. You know, then his fear of death left after his encounter with the Holy Spirit. He goes and preaches and he gets thrashed and he is put in the jail. And for the first time in his life, he is sleeping at the right time. Yeah. Previously, when Jesus was sleeping, he was awake. And when Jesus took him to mountaintop to get Gethsemane and all these places, he was supposed to be awake, but he was sleeping because he was so filled with fear. Right? He's shutting himself down. Shut the system. Can't understand. I can't understand what's happening. Fear. See, we, we talk about the classic fear response, right? What is that? Fight. Flight. Or fright. Which is freeze. So whenever there is fear, these are the three ways predominantly people operate. When you have fear, you fight. Like how Saul fought or Peter chopped, fight more. Then when that didn't work out, the next is the flight. Gone. Gone. Run away. So even in, in a husband and wife, you know, scenario, we always fight, find this thing. One person would be fighting. The other person might go into a flight mode. Because there is a fear of disconnection. Fear of disconnection. You start feeling disconnected and fear creeps in. So that moves into fear of rejection, fear of loneliness and all those things combined. So the fight mode. One spouse comes like that. So the, one, the moment one spouse comes out like that, the other spouse is, okay, I'm leaving. Gone. Takes the car and goes from morning till night. 
or go into freeze mode. The mode one per, one partner goes like wah 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 wah, like siren. The other partner goes like tortoise, right? Pulls the head in, pulls the leg in, goes into the shell and sits like that. No numbing, numbing yourself. No emotion. Knock, knock. Can't talk. System hangs. Have you seen this deer crossing the road and seeing the headlights of the car and just freezes? Fear makes people freeze. These are all protective mechanisms in your brain. Fight, flight, freeze. So when you are operating like this, you feel victim, victimized. You feel powerless. Everybody is controlling my life. Everything around me is controlling my life. my circumstances is controlling my people are controlling me no i'm telling you you can be courageous you can be powerful you can be free can you imagine a life that is free from the fear of judgment free from the fear of rejection free from the fear of failure how would your life look when you're free from all these things how does that freedom look that freedom looks like living from your heart where you're connected with people at a heart level so you have true sense of belonging but you know that you as a person you as an individual matter God doesn't love you because of your connections God loves you as a person so you truly truly stand as an individual but you have a true sense of belonging because of true connection you're not a loner thinking i don't need anyone no 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 those relationships don't define who you are but you truly you are other centered in that relationship because you know who you are just like the father son and the holy spirit they are truly connected with each other they are truly connected with each other but they as a person they know who they are that's our design that's our original design so true sense of belonging you know and when you know who you are and and when you know whose you are uh then you're free to be you that is true freedom then you're free to love you're free to believe you're free to belong you're free to hope you're free to do all these things because you don't have the fear of rejection you don't have the fear of failure when you have the fear of failure 
fear of disappointment you always imagine the worst case scenario in your mind have you noticed that you always run the worst case scenario in your mind and keep expecting the worst to happen so that even when the worst happens you're like okay i expected this to happen or something better happened you're like okay i expected that to happen i'm happy at least this thing happened that's how many people live that's how we even as a theology the body of christ imagines the worst case scenario in the name called end times so that anything that happens better than that you're okay <laughs> are you getting that's all whole fear fear if you if you if you hope for a beautiful future like heaven on earth and something bad happens how do you handle it jesus has has given us bold prayers let thy kingdom come let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven heaven on earth so to live like that to live freely i just want to read one passage of scripture galatians chapter 5 verse 13 onwards from the message version it's absolutely clear that god has called you to a free life god has called you to a free life just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom see when when you're when you're doing whatever you want to do actually you're not free you're destroying your freedom it seems why whenever you're doing whatever you want to do it's mostly out of fear yeah you're trying to fit in oh let's do drugs let's do smoke let, let let's drink let's do this you're not free to do those things you're doing those things because you're under bondage you are uh you want to fit in you want to you know get approved by your friends or you're dealing with your pain you can't face your pain there are so many reasons and freedom is not the reason why you do those things so when you do don't use freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom rather use freedom to serve one another in love so free life how does it look you're free you're free to serve one another look at the word you're free to serve one another in love that's how freedom grows that's how freedom grows for everything we know about god's word is summed up in a single sentence love others as you love yourself that's an act of true freedom if you bite and ravage each other watch out in no time at all you will be annihilating each other and where will your precious freedom be then my counsel is this live freely animated and motivated by god's spirit live freely animated and motivated by god's spirit let christ live through you that is true freedom and that is to live from the heart and that is to live courageously and that is to live bravely and that is to live powerful so brave courage and freedom and powerful 
Okay, how does it all look? It looks when you live from your heart. Just to be seen, where people can know you, there are no secrets, there are no shame. There is no facade, there is no, no iron bars around you. Okay? You can be seen, you can be heard. But I cannot control people's outcome. Yes, that is called being vulnerable. So you cannot be brave, you cannot be courage, you cannot live freely and powerful and short circuit vulnerability. See, look at Trinity, look at Jesus. When was God most powerful? God was most powerful on the cross. But worldly speaking, that was the time that somebody would say, oh, he's being powerless. He's a victim. No, 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 no. God on the cross was the most powerful because his capacity to love was more than our capacity to inflict pain. So when your capacity to love is more than your some other pers person's capacity to inflict pain, that means they don't have the power to control your capacity to love. Then you're truly, truly free. Then you're not a slave to anyone. Nobody can make you do anything. When you get angry, you're like, you, you made me angry. You irritated me. You frustrated me. You only made me say this. You only made me. When somebody is making you say it. You know, in Chosen, uh, Quintus looks at Jesus and says, uh, don't make me kill you. And Jesus says, I am not making you to do anything. Exactly. I'm not forcing you to do anything or forcing you to say anything. I'm just being me. You are deciding to do whatever you want to do. But whatever you do or say doesn't have enough weight in my life where I, where my capacity to love is shut down. That's one of the reasons that I really don't care about criticisms or respond to it. Because those things cannot define my capacity to love. I'm free to love them. I'm free to love my critics. But they are only, they can only hate me. Because they think I'm making them hate me. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not making them to do anything. I'm just telling I'm free to love them. Yeah. Some of you are super confused. I want you to just listen to this message again and again so that you will know what true freedom looks like, true bravery looks like, true courage looks like. Courage is to show up fully and present yourself fully, to be seen and to be heard, to be known, to know when you cannot control the outcome. Anything other than that is living from a life of fear. Fear of rejection, dejection, you know, 
fear of failure. And we, the only option we have is to numb, to offload it onto someone in form of anger or sarcasm or whatever it is. And again, it goes in a cycle of pain. You, you, you have so much pain, you can't handle it, so you offload it on somebody else. Then by offloading it, you again feel guilty and shame and it just keeps you in that cycle, abusive victim cycle. You can be free. Christ has set you free. Stand fast in the liberty in which Christ has set you free. Amen. Jesus died to give you such freedom. Perfect love casts out fear. So live from that place of absolute love where you know that you belong. You belong to the Trinity. You belong to the Trinity. Yes. Yes. And when it comes to finances, there is this uh, fear. Psalm 127, 2. It really is senseless to work so hard from early morning to late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. That explains our work culture. It is really senseless to work so hard from early morning to late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. God can provide for his devoted lovers even while they sleep. On the outset, this verse might look like it is against hard work and encourages laziness. No, 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 no. No, no. We are all for excellence and we are all for hard work. But when it comes from the place of fear of not having enough, then that is the cursed life. But when you know there is a good father who takes care of you, then you're free to excel in what you do because you love doing that. You're not operating from the fear of not having enough. That is bondage. When you're operating from the fear of not having enough, your life will be crippled. You will be doing a job that you hate all through your life. But you will continue to slog, continue to toil because of the fear of not having enough. But when you know there is a good father out there who will take care of you, you don't become a slave to any system. You're free. You're free to make choices. And you're free to give. You're free to be generous. Because you know that there is a God who, who takes care of you. He's a faithful father. May you have such revelation. And may you give from that revelation of freedom. Many people tithe. Many people give because of the fear. No, 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 no. Don't give from the place of fear. Fri give because you're free to give. Because you're free to be generous. Because you're free to be honoring. Because you're free to do these things. You're free to give. Yeah. May God bless you. And remember August 1st. We'll have uh, physical services happening. Uh, 8 a.m. will be Tamil and 10.30 will be English. God bless you. See you soon.